From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. We know that money matters in politics, but how important is it right now, nine months before the first votes will be cast in Iowa and New Hampshire, more than a year before the presidential election? Recently, the 2020 candidates filed their financial reports, and they showed vastly different amounts of money being raised and spent by the campaigns. It took Senator Elizabeth Warren three months to raise $6 million, but Joe Biden and Beto O'Rourke raised that much in just a day. Some candidates have lots of money from small donors, others are turning to high-dollar fundraisers, and some are using funds from their own bank account. Well, joining me to discuss the role money and politics can play so early in the race are two reporters who focus on this issue, Frederica Scouten with CNN and Michelle Lee with The Washington Post. And Michelle, when it comes to the Democratic candidates, we hear a lot about small money donations, $20, $50. What is the appeal of small donors? The appeal of these donations under $200 at a time is that it can be a sign of momentum for your campaign, uh, possibly widespread appeal of your candidacy to a broad swath of uh, people who are giving $5, $10 at a time. And the advantage of this is that you can tap into these donors over and over again to try to keep up that momentum because these donors can keep giving over and over and it'll take them a while to reach that $2,800 maximum threshold for a person to give to your campaign instead of getting that one check at a time. Frederica, is raising money because of these small money donations changing the way that the candidates are running for office in 2020? Well, you can see a lot of them spending early money on trying to reach these donors. You're seeing a lot more activity on social media, such as Facebook, trying to talk to people and saying, come on, join me now. Because again, as, as Michelle said, people want to want to show big numbers, but the, you reach small donors in different ways. You know, you're not going to do a television ad. You're going to try and, and sort of win over people, have viral moments, you know, send out emails and, and talk to people on Instagram as, as a way to to try to capture the grassroots. Michelle, is, is this reliance on small money donations really what's fueling the campaigns, or are they still getting a lot of big money from big donors? They're still courting big money coming from donors in their own way. There are some candidates who have absolutely disavowed that for the primaries, such as Elizabeth Warren, who has said that she is just not going to hold any fundraisers for donors who are going to max out their checks. She's not going to do call time by calling them and asking them for those checks. And instead, she's only going to appeal to small donors. Bernie Sanders, as we know, has been very much against raising those types of big checks. But especially with Joe Biden jumping into the race, given that he has such a dedicated network of big party fundraisers who are able to collect these checks for his campaign, it's kind of switched up the dynamics. Up until Joe Biden jumped in, you saw some of these candidates hold private fundraisers, but kind of keep it on the down low or not outwardly acknowledge that they're having those fundraisers. But now they're kind of freed up or even pressured to do more of these big dollar fundraisers just to make sure that they have enough money in the bank to last them throughout the primaries. Frederica, for those candidates who are relying on the the small money donations, is that actually keeping them in the race longer? It can. It really can. I mean, I think it's too early to see right now what's going to happen because we only have like the first three months of the year. I mean, we saw this in in 2016, right, with Bernie Sanders, who raised something like $237 million, powered largely by small donors, and that kept him competitive against, you know, a formidable candidate, Hillary Clinton, deep into the primary season. So that 
can be one effect. One thing I wanted to also throw out is that, as it relates to what Michelle said, is that you are seeing candidates trying to have a mix. You know, Pete Buttigieg had a moment. He had lots of uh, small dollar contributions in the first quarter, but he has also been really trying to cultivate the bundlers and big donors. So, you know, who survives, we don't know yet, but it may be a mix of appealing to small donors and appealing to the party establishment. When you look at the financial reports this early in the election cycle, what were the biggest takeaways you had? One takeaway to me was that this is going to be a long slog of a primary season. Even though we have so many more candidates this primary season, so many more digital tools for these candidates to raise money, they didn't post as impressive figures as you would expect compared to this point in time in 2007, when it was a wide open primary race then too. And that showed me a couple things. One is that there aren't enough candidates that are breaking through early enough to gain that momentum fast. And the other was that a lot of these donors are waiting out to see how this feel shakes out. Federica, does this focus on how much money the candidates are raising kind of create a self-perpetuating cycle where the more we report on how much they're raising, especially if they're raising a lot of money, then the more they seem viable. And then they start raising more money and then they become more of a viable candidate. Absolutely. Um, And that's one of the reasons that you can see candidates announcing big first day numbers and saying, no, I have the biggest number. No, I have the biggest number because they're trying to demonstrate to supporters and potential donors that they're, the wind is at their backs. But, you know, we always have to see how this plays out. If you think back to the last presidential campaign, Jeb Bush was the big fundraising leader headed in and look what happened to him. Let's put the money raised by the Democratic side in context with how much President Trump has raised for his reelection. How much has he raised and what will it mean for his opponents? President Trump has a huge lead against Democrats right now. I mean, now he has the big bundler network. They were just at the Trump Hotel this week launching their big effort to rally around him for 2020. He has a small dollar network all over the country, people buying Make America Great Again hats here and there. They're donating to him online. And he has the party structure. The Republican National Committee is raising tons of money. Unlike presidents before him, he started raising money as soon as he became president. And this has really given him a huge head start. The thing that Democratic strategists are quick to note is that even though there's this long primary, once the nominee is chosen, all of the floodgates will open and the money will flow for the nominee. Frederica, is it always as simple as the candidate with the most money uh, or the one who spends the most money is the one that wins? Absolutely not. (laughs) We have example after example of that. Hillary Clinton outraised Donald Trump and she lost. You just need enough money to mount a serious campaign, but it's also about so many other factors, including what the voters want. So money talks, but it doesn't always walk. Exactly. Federica Scouten is a national political writer with CNN, and Michelle Lee covers money and influence in politics with The Washington Post. Thank you both for joining. You're welcome. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman. This is Money Talking from WNYC.